The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guests today are Victoria Nielsen and Tiffany Wilkes of Spirit Mamas. Victoria is an Akashic Records reader, breathwork facilitator, intuitive energy healer, and mama. Her personal mission is to help new and old mamas everywhere find the love in their heart for themselves that they have for their babies. Tiffany is a certified Reiki energy healer, sound practitioner, and spiritual coach. As a wife and mother of two sons, it is very important for her to show them how to live their true life's purpose. Together, through Spirit Mamas, their mission is to uplift spiritually conscious mamas, helping them trust their intuition and power with ceremonial circles, energy work, rituals, and magic, so they can bloom into that next version of themselves fuller, brighter, and better than they ever thought possible. Well, I am absolutely thrilled to have both Tiffany and Victoria here on the show with me. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. You are so welcome, Laura. We're so excited to be here. Yes, thanks for having us, Laura. Wonderful. Thank you. So I would love to first get started and have us talk about why we're even here in this space. What amazing things is it that you guys do and offer humanity? Oh my gosh, this list, I feel like changes and evolves uh, just as we change and evolve, right? So hi guys, I'm Victoria. I am an Akashic Records reader, a breathwork and inner voice facilitator, and one half of Spirit Mamas. So Tiffany and I uplift spiritually conscious mamas with ceremonial circles, rituals, energy work, oracle cards, you name it. And we do it. If it's woo-woo, I, I feel like it's in our sphere and in our space. And we really have come to this place after becoming moms and going on our own spiritual journeys and, and realizing that we wanted to create the community that we didn't have out there. And it's been a beautiful journey, a little over two years now. And I can't even believe that we are where we are, that we have a membership, that we host retreats across the U.S. I mean, it's insane, Laura. It, dreams do come true. <laughs> 
Hi, everyone. I'm Tiffany, the other half of Spirit Mamas. I am a Reiki master. I am also a sound healer and an intuitive. And like Victoria said, this just kind of fell into our laps somewhat organically. It was just a natural fit after we thought about it. I am a mom to two beautiful boys, Logan, who is 12, and Lennox, who is three as of Sunday. And Victoria and I, we were pregnant with my second, her first at the time. And we were just trying to figure out how can we cater to moms, but also how can we be better moms for our boys and just make sure that they stay tapped into what they actually have as far as spirituality and just the power that they hold within. But with that, we've realized that oftentimes moms don't have everything that they need. They're pouring from an empty cup. So Spirit Mamas really is about how we can empower moms to be the best moms that they can be by doing things like getting messages from the Kashik or doing breath work or getting Reiki healing or meditating or taking a walk outside and just being present. And so I think me and Victoria, we is so amazing. We built this amazing community of moms and just women who really have been eager to tap into how they can give back and be better humans for their little ones. It's just been a very beautiful and organic journey. I am so curious how you guys found each other and then came up with this whole concept. Can you share about that? Oh my gosh, yes. It's such a funny story because if you had known me even five years ago, the fact that I co-own a business called Spirit Mamas, you would just laugh in my face and be like, what? No. But I think we followed the signs. We were really guided by the universe, spirit, source, like whatever you want to call it. It's that same higher perspective energy. And I had a miscarriage that led me to the Akashic Records, which for those that don't know what the Akashic Records are, they're really just an energetic frequency that you're emitting out of your crown chakra, top of your head, literally every second of every day. And tapping into that energy can give you the guidance that you need in the moment and really empower you to make choices that are of your highest good and from your highest perspective. And so Tiffany and I used to work in marketing together and I was super in like the spiritual closet. Like I was not woo woo at all. Tiffany was like a foot out of the closet. Maybe like you knew that you could come to her and talk about your dreams and she would interpret them for you. And she was getting her Reiki certification. So we both left that job. We stayed in touch. And as Tiffany said, we were both pregnant around the same time. And after having my first son, Sebastian, I really just went on this journey of questioning. The miscarriage, I like to say, kind of sparked that spiritual awakening and had me crack wide open, honestly. But as I did that, I realized I didn't even know who I was at my core or who I wanted to be or what I wanted to do or It just kind of really opened me up to unlearn all of the things that I thought I knew about myself. (laughs) Then my son comes along and gosh, it's like amplified tenfold. And now having my second son, Rocky, 10 weeks ago, again, it's happening, right? Like it's a whole new rebirth. And so I think I was breastfeeding the baby and we were just chatting and Tiffany was like, let's just bring our gifts. Let's put them out there and like, let's see what happens. And We looked at the name Spirit Mamas. It was an angel number to purchase and I got full body goosebumps. And I was like, okay, this is a sign from the universe. Like we have to follow this. And so it started with just us kind of having our separate services. But then we realized that the real power is when we come together and circle with other women. So it started with just full moon circles every month. 
And now we have special containers like Healing the Mother Wound that we work through healing and trauma and uh, just energy together. And it's so powerful when women come together to do that work. It is a bit witchy, which is really cool, but it's also just amplified to see that like you're not alone and that there's other women out there going through this exact same thing. And it's so freeing and so empowering to cheer each other on. What would you add to that, Tiff? I don't know. I have, I like feel like you've squared it away. That it's everything that you said. I mean, I'm so proud of her because she mentioned like if you go back five years ago, she was running away from everything that I was telling her, like was already kind of popping out for her. She's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. And so now to see her here helping other women step out of that spiritual closet is amazing to me. But I don't think I have anything else to add. I mean, it's it's literally like what she said. We worked together in marketing. We kept in touch you know, she had her miscarriage. I had some things I was going through as well. And then having these beautiful souls just reminded us of like life. I'm going to say it reminded us of life because as adults, a lot of times we don't live. We just kind of go through the motions. So uh, the beautiful thing about giving birth and in birthing th- something so beautiful through this portal of life is that it reminds you to live. I love that. So from your perspective, Tiffany, How did you know to even know that you could talk about this stuff with Victoria and she would be receptive to it if she was completely in the closet about it? Let me give you a little background on me. So I've been tapped into the spiritual realm since I can remember probably around the age of eight years old. But growing up as this African-American little girl who grew up in like this Baptist church, you just stayed away from that type of stuff. But my dad's side of the family was very cool. Like my grandmother, even though she was a devout Christian, right, she would still like read my palm and give me Reiki. At the time, I didn't realize it was Reiki. She would just be like, let me touch you. And I would have vivid dreams that would come to reality. So by the time I met Victoria, certain people knew and I was tapping into my intuition with her. But we we went on this business trip to New Mexico and this was really the start of it. So we go on this trip to New Mexico and Victoria and I were, we were in this museum and I'm just making the story short, but her deceased grandfather started channeling through her and so through that she started having like heart palpitations and she went to the emergency room it was a lot happening but in the middle okay hold on you can't you cannot make the story short what are you talking about make the story short <laughs> well and we have to remember like we were on a business trip so i was freaking out basically <laughs> So I decided, I was like, I'm going to go with her to the hospital. Like, I'm going with Victoria to to the emergency room with me, her, and this other guy who we work with. And so we leave the business trip, find an emergency room, which, by the way, was, like, really hard to do. And when we get there, I'm like, let me go back here with her. I'm not Reiki certified at the time, but I'm doing Reiki on her. I'm telling her with all confidence that, yes, that was your grandfather, like, channeling through you. I had all this confidence and I don't know if it's because New Mexico is so spiritual. So like the entire trip, I was channeling like spirit, giving people guidance that I, and while I'm doing this, I'm like, should I be telling this, telling this man this? Should I be doing this for Victoria? It was like out of, it was, I was out of my mind to the point 
where by the time, like on the last night, Victoria, she was okay. The last night we have dinner with two coworkers and I start telling this coworker of ours that her current husband was her father in a previous life. Her soulmate is this other guy who, you know, she broke up with at a younger age. And Victoria, without any doubt, is channeling too. And she's like, yes, yes. And we're like crying together. And it's just this connection that is like crazy. So how did I forget that? I completely (laughs) forgot that story. We used to tell that story all the time and I totally forgot about it. Yeah, it was... It was a lot. And I'm, I, that's when I knew Tiffany was a soul sister is when she didn't run away screaming when I was like, I think this is what happened. And the people in the ER thought I was crazy. They were like, I think you had a panic attack. And I was like, no, I know what a panic attack is. That's not what happened. And I just kept saying that. I didn't like say anything else to them. Tiffany was the only one that I shared the like grandfather information with. After that, I think that's what really solidified things. It's like... It- us a lot closer like you have to understand like we go back to work and it wasn't like something we just talked about but fast forward I would say probably like two years later maybe is when we connected and and built spirit moments so it was nothing that we just were like this happened we have to do this it was almost like it happened for whatever reason we I'm not gonna say we forgot about it but we didn't like harp on it and then we moved on and then life happened and then now we have spirit mamas but I think that was just a reminder that we are so connected as soul sisters and that everything that incident led us to where we are today so I'm curious you were in a museum yeah Georgia O'Keeffe museum I don't know why Georgia O'Keeffe specifically okay Georgia (laughs) O'Keeffe yeah she's she wasn't the one who painted the female parts. Yes, I believe oh, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what painting I was looking at per se, but I don't know if that was what was important, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're in this museum, you're in this art museum. And all of a sudden, I mean, I guess I want to hear it from your perspective, Victoria, what happened there. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just all of a sudden I felt really lightheaded and I felt like my vision was like zeroing in and I almost felt like I was going to faint. And I have had him come through once before when I was really drunk. (laughs) And so I don't want to say I know what that sensation feels like in my body because I don't think I consciously knew that's what was happening because at the moment I really thought I was just going to faint and I didn't want to embarrass myself. And so I immediately went and sat down and started drinking water and was like, I really don't feel good. And I stopped, closed my eyes and took some really deep breaths. And then this just knowing came over me that that's what it was. And I've, I've since learned that of all of the ways that your intuition can speak to you, that that clear knowing is my strongest. So I can never really explain to you why I know something. It just comes to me and I, and I just know it in my bones to be true. So I turned to Tiffany and said, I didn't feel good. You know, we walked out of the museum we walked a ways and then we got in the car and I just, my heart still felt like it was racing and I still felt like something was happening. And our poor vice president at the time of marketing was with us and he was so freaked out. That poor man was like, do you want to go to the hospital? Like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, it would make me feel better to go to the hospital. And by the time we got to the hospital and like I chilled out, you know, it was fine, but it 
really freaked me out. And honestly, I think the hospital visit was more for us to have some of those conversations. Like we had some really spiritual conversations just sitting in the ER and Tiffany, like she said, channeled some messages for this coworker of ours that I think wouldn't have happened otherwise. So I really think the lesson in this for me anyway, was that when you don't listen to the little subtle signs, like universe is going to send you really big signs to make you stop and listen. And since then I've been very connected to my ancestors. And that's part of my gifts and story for while I'm here is to pass on that knowledge, but also to help others connect to their ancestors, whether it's the physical ancestors they've had in this lifetime, their starseed ancestors, or just ancestors from other lifetimes and timelines and things like that. And so I really think it was the universe being like, knock, 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 you haven't been paying attention, we're going to make you pay attention. And so I would just tell anyone listening, listen to the small signs first. (laughs) But if not, the universe is going to make sure you listen. And Victoria, I'm glad you said that because I think for me too, like, I really hadn't been listening either, right? Like I was out of the closet on a very small level with certain people, but this allowed me to kind of get uncomfortable and give this coworker of ours advice and guidance that I normally would have just kind of shied away from. But we are sitting in this waiting room. Me and him actually even had to go to dinner together while Victoria was still in in the hospital. And so it allowed us to really have these deep conversations where I knew what was happening, but it was so uncomfortable for me at first. And then I just, I just let go and just kind of flowed with it. And it, it, to this day, when I see him, he's like, you helped me so much. And how did you do that? And I'm just like, I don't know. It was just, it was an amazing experience. So Victoria, thank you so much for saying that. Cause I, I definitely think it slowed me down and made me really tap into my sixth sense as well. It's almost like you guys were like in a, a vortex I think <laughs> or we something were. like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. So, you know, another thing that it makes me think of too is by going to the hospital and having them run the tests on your physical body to reassure you, hey, everything's actually okay. There was no physical reason for you to feel that way. I think also just gives confirmation that, okay, well, what are the other explanations? And if I intuitively feel strongly that that spirit very strong energy spirit, you know, coming in and, and messing with my field or whatever, then I mean, at least you can check off that it what there was something physically wrong with you. So I think the timing of that actually worked out really well, too. Unfortunately, you had to go through that, maybe fortunately. But I think at the same time, it just really allowed, allowed it to be more clear that okay, I actually don't have like an iron deficiency or anemia or something that would cause me to feel that way. Uh, you know, it was literally something that was not anxiety. Sorry. It's sometimes a cop out, but (laughs) that's okay. You know, and I can attest to that too. Like when I do work with spirit and I feel like I'm connecting with a strong spirit, I get those feelings of anxiousness. Now I've had uh, like anxiety attacks before and I, I could tell the difference, but then there's also that feeling of like heart starting to race. Like I'm getting a little hot, sweaty, just these feelings of that when spirit comes in, why that happens? I don't know, <laughs> but definitely I felt something similar, not to the point of passing out, but when I've connected with spirit, I've definitely gotten physical sensations as well. So, wow, what a unforgettable trip. <laughs> unforgettable trip for sure. <laughs> and I should tell, you know, anyone listening to exactly what you said, Laura, like when people go through spiritual awakenings, a lot of the times they think they're going crazy or they're just getting sick or, you know, what have you. But I truly believe our bodies do speak to us. And 
when we're not listening, they're also going to speak really loudly. So I, right now I'm stuffed up. Yes, I got sick from my son, but I also believe like I've been doing a lot of energy work. These are ascension symptoms. Like I'm getting and rid of things, detoxifying, raising my vibration. So I would tell anyone listening too that if you have a feeling that it is something, it is that thing. Who's to tell you otherwise? You know, just because society says, oh no, that's not real. Or, oh no, it's not that. If you truly believe in your bones that it is, it is. You know, I tell my clients all the time, they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm connecting with my loved one, or I don't know if I'm connecting with spirit. And I'm like, do you think you are? Then you are. Like, that's it. Like, it, all it takes is your belief and your suspension of any doubt or any negativity to, to have it be so. We are that powerful. We are that connected. And I think people either forget that or just don't realize it. Yeah, that's 100%. And that's why doing the work with your intuition can be so important because it can be very subtle, you know, what you feel to be true. It can be, it can be very subtle what comes through. So just building that confidence in oneself and it can be hard, you know, when authoritative figures, I mean, I'm in the healthcare industry, so I, you know, I have nothing against anybody in the healthcare industry, but I do know that sometimes we look to, uh, you know, physicians and things with, with reverence and what they say to be, true that granted they've gone through a lot of schooling I don't want to diminish them because I, I work with them they're brilliant but at the same time you know they are human and so if you know yourself better than anybody and even if you're speaking with a more authoritative figure in whatever industry it's really important to do that intuition work because I mean nothing's better than divine knowledge I want to talk about okay I want to talk about this card deck. Now, I know it's not everything that you guys do, but I am just so impressed with this deck because I have dabbled a little bit in deck making. I have I have a deck that I made. It's dear to my heart. <laughs> but when I look at your guys, I'm like, oh, that's something I would buy at the local New Age store. Even Barnes & Noble sells these decks. Like, it's a gorgeous deck. So I am curious, how do two people working together come up with one deck? So... I remember when me and Victoria wrote out our, like our vision for Spirit Mamas, like a, a few things that were on there. First thing was, let's practice our own spiritual stuff. And then one thing was a podcast, which we, we were like, no, let's just be guests on podcasts. Because <laughs> what you do, Laura, <laughs> I give you kudos. But one thing we wrote out was like eventually having our own oracle or tarot cards. And so it was something I think we just kind of put on paper. And then we held our first in-person retreat last November. And while we were sitting there waiting for a guest to arrive, Victoria's like, let's just start right now each card. What do we want it to be or whatever? And so we sat outside for probably like an hour and just jot it down. I think by the time we left, we kind of had like all the names. We just knew we need to come home and like kind of write the meanings. In the midst of that, Victoria randomly, universe, sent her an artist. She just reached out and the price was right. And she had beautiful artwork, as you can see. But I think what was so beautiful about it is we channeled what we wanted the message to be. And from that, she channeled the image. And it just was something that happened really fast. It was like, we put it on paper a year later, we were working on this deck and not even like maybe six to nine months later, bam, here we are with our Oracle cards. And I think one thing that Victoria and I really wanted to make sure was that the Oracle deck 
represented every type of woman. So as you go through this deck, you see all the beautiful goddesses, but the cards look like all of us as women that live here in the world. So it's not just a white woman, a black woman, it's people of all different colors and creeds and just is beautiful and the colors are beautiful. And when we talk about goddesses, we aren't just talking about your mainstream goddesses. Like we did research and looked at what other cultures look at and things of that nature. And it just turned into something beautiful. And I'm sitting here in my office and I feel like I need like a warehouse because in front of me, it's like packaging. And every day, I kid you not, I'm like, printing off labels, and I'm going to the post office. So it's something that we just threw out there, but the response that we are getting from people just is beautiful. We want three, we want five. We're actually like in in some larger stores now. We've had a few bulk orders as well. And it's just, it was like divinely aligned and every single card was really curated from a place of love. Like we put a lot of work into this deck and I think you can tell And kudos to our artists because she did beautiful work. And even when we came back and we were like, no, I don't know. She would just change it for us. And so Victoria in college majored in like, is it journalism or it's English? Me, on the other hand, I I just did marketing. Like, great combination. (laughs) Give me a little math. (laughs) Let me sell it. Yeah. She's like, it's not indented enough. Like, we need to go over two more inches. Put a comment here. Like I'm like you, Victoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiffany and Kat were both going to murder me. <laughs> I think I reviewed that guidebook so many times. And then we took forever to actually go to print because I wanted it copywritten. I was like, no, I want people to not be able to steal this. Like, it's so beautiful. And, and then Kat, yeah, our designer was amazing. Poor thing. There's a couple cards that... I went back with her. Actually, someone tonight pulled the Goddess Kali card and shared it on Instagram. That card went through probably 10 iterations because I was like, no, it has to look right. Like, this looks cheesy. No, her arms look weird. No, <laughs> this looks crazy. And there was a couple of times that I could tell Tiffany was like, just let it go, Victoria. Like, just let it go. Wait, wait. We, we get the packaging a few weeks ago and Victoria opens up the deck and goes... I mean, the intention still isn't right. And I was like, I looked at her. I was like, give me some coffee. Coffee, like, I would ask for something stronger. I said, next round, you can change it. I love it. I mean, what synergy you guys have together. And I mean, I'm, it's the deck speaks for itself, really does. So I'll make sure that the link to get the deck is in the show notes so that people can have access to what we're talking about. Because, I mean, it's just really amazing. I need to get myself one still, too. Um, so you said it's in like larger retailers? So we are in a few crystal mystical shops, but I mean, our goal is to be on a larger platform. We're on Amazon. Yeah, we are on Amazon though. I mean, you can't get much larger than that. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That's that's the largest. (laughs) That's wonderful. Oh, how awesome. So I'm curious because you had mentioned, Tiffany, how you guys, you know, channeled a lot of the wording. Who are you channeling from? The heart. (laughs) You know what? I think it's funny because as me and Victoria just kind of wrote out like what we wanted each subject to be for the car, I think we both like if you like how she was like the the maze on the what was the card you just pulled, Victoria? The perception. Yeah. That was one that just came to me because I used to always be in my head until I until I started meditating every day. This week has been a rough week for me, but I would get in my head and I was like, I I put myself in this maze. And so I think 
for me, I would kind of sit down and be quiet and just think about what I wanted the card to say or like what messages I wanted to go out to the public and what represented moms, right? Because it's called Spirit Mama's Oracle. But what's so beautiful is you don't have to be a mom for this. Like it speaks to everyone. I think we received some good kudos from a really cool mystical shop here in Atlanta. It's like a really high end one and they're going to buy the cards from us. And she was like, you know, I'm not a mom, but I had everybody, all the associates in the store, like look at the cards first and I can relate. Everybody can relate. And it was funny because they definitely were doing research before I showed up with the deck, because when I was talking to a few of the associates, they were like, I just think what you have is beautiful. And so they have apparently have been on our website when I even walked in the store. And I'm like with one of my like one of my girlfriends who's not like spiritual at all. Like she just comes to me for everything. (laughs) She's like, this is so cool. And three staff members, they were like, I mean, what you all are doing is amazing. The deck is beautiful. They're like, you know, we've been on your website. So the fact that some of these people who definitely are not parents at all, can relate to what we put out there. So for me, I just kind of sat with my heart space to see like, what messages should we go out? But I don't know what you did, Victoria. Like, who did you channel to get some of your stuff? It was, it was my higher self in my heart. I do think some of the start of the guidebook pages had come from poems that I had written after the miscarriage or even like through pregnancy. But some of the goddesses were just ones that Tiffany and I work with regularly. And so their presence made themselves known and even goddesses that I'd never worked with before. So like we have a card for the goddess Sekhmet. I had never worked with her and all of a sudden she was coming through really strongly. And I was like, okay, you want to be in this deck? Got it. I work regularly with mother Mary who some would say is not a goddess, but to me, I was like, she's on that same paradigm. So she had a car that was really about being in your heart and receiving. Tiffany works really closely with goddess Yimaya. And so we were like, okay, we have to have one from her because Tiffany works with her all the time. So it was kind of that mix. And we wanted a lot of the cards to be uplifting, but also have soul work. So every single card has a little bit of like a soul prompt or an affirmation or an inquiry that you can do to work with it. And What we really want is to get to the point where like you start interpreting the cards yourself. So yes, you can read the guidebook, of course, but really we want you to sit and like tune into your intuition and feel like what is the card saying to you? And we feel like with the depths like of the imagery, you can do that. You can come back to these cards and notice the next time around, oh, there's sacred geometry in the background that I didn't see this time. Oh, there's this crystal or, or whatever's in the image that kind of speaks to you based on like what you need to know in the moment. And that's what I love about it is how you mentioned that the artwork is channeled and the words are channeled. So basically the whole thing is very divine, <laughs> very divine. And I, I love when I have decks and the artwork is so intricate that every time you look at it, you see something new or you can interpret it differently. I think that that's just so thoughtful to be able to do that in a deck because it yeah. really can speak to so many different people because of that. And it's so, it's one of those things where, so like my mom, she is, Like I said, she's like the Baptist, right? So anything tarot oracle, she's like, I don't know. So one day she came out, I was like, just just take one home. And so she comes to me the next day. She's like, look what I pulled and it's right on top. And I was like, mom, it's your energy. So it's also like 
easy enough for people to really get it if they've never, ever done anything with Oracle or Tarot before. And so to see somebody like her just be so excited about pulling her cards every day is just so amazing. And And for her to see, like, it really is aligned with her life at the time. But it's funny because with this work, I think Victoria and myself both have really like helped our moms on their journeys through uh, this spiritual realm that I think a lot of, I mean, Victoria's mom was definitely in, in it for sure. But I think, you know, seeing her do it, it's just made her embrace it a little more. My mom was just like, like she knew I dreamed and she knew I had a sixth sense, but it was just kind of like, girl, I'm going to church on Sunday. And now she's just like, really open to everything that I'm doing and and how I'm raising my kids and just even her being like having conversations with me about spirit and the universe and just like things being divine. And it's so it's really pretty cool to kind of see how not only the Oracle cards have helped loved ones of ours, but also just like the work that we do. So I definitely think everything that we've done so far has been divinely aligned (laughs) for sure. I think that's such an important point that you bring up, Tiffany, is that you did grow up in a household. I mean, it it seemed kind of mixed as far as beliefs, but uh, having a, a mother who was very strong in her religious beliefs and you still being able to live your truth. I guess my question is, what advice would you give people based on your experience? Because, of course, everybody's situation is different. But based on your experience, for people who are going through their awakening or have gone through their transformation, yet they still have family members who maybe don't understand what it is that they're going through or worry about what it is that they're going through and think it's evil or whatever the case may be from your perspective and your experience, what advice would you give people? I would just say to stay the course that, you know, some days are going to be harder than others, but you have to remember that the lesson is really for you. And as they watch you, they'll naturally change. So if you're standing in your true essence of love and you have, you know, people over here saying this and people, you know, just kind of keep going because as they, as they see you as an example, think their heart starts to soften. Not, I say it's the heart starting to soften because we build up all these, all these walls around our heart and, you know, how things should be and how they shouldn't be. My mom really saw me because a lot of times with my spiritual awakening, I was freaked out because I was like, wait, how did that happen? But I would tell her and she would be like freaked out too. Like, I don't know how that happened. Right. But then she saw that I wasn't doing anything different. I wasn't like in my kitchen, like stirring up some potions. I was literally just living my life. And then God would just let miracles happen to kind of show me and also her and also the people around that this is true. This journey is true. Things don't always have to be the way they seem. And so I think if you're going through your spiritual awakening, know that you're just a vessel for yourself, but also to kind of reflect onto others what they need to see. Being the vessel is not easy sometimes because you you can get beat up on. I mean, you can look at people like Jesus, and I'm not trying to say I'm Jesus, right? But like, you can just see how humans ridiculed him for just stepping into his essence, right? And even though Victoria, you and myself, we're definitely on the same journey that he was on, right? When he passed away or died, 
they just put him on this pedestal because it was like, oh, everything he was saying. And that's all that you have to remember as a vessel. You're just showing people the reflection of who they really are. And so even if it's very subtle or something very big like a Jesus, it's just knowing that you came here in this lifetime to be that. And so just keep going, just keep pushing forward. Some days are going to be a little bit more drastic than others. And some days will just be a little subtle, but know that people are watching. Yes. And it's very natural to fear what we don't understand until we understand it. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because it's scary for us <laughs> too, right? <laughs> like, we're the ones going through this. <laughs> How do you think we feel? Victoria, what was your experience like? I mean, my mom had dreams that used to come true. And so I think my experience was more that her intuition was her thing and that I wasn't intuitive because my intuition didn't speak to me that way. So I went through most of my years just thinking, you know, she's got this gift. It's something else that she has that I don't have. And when I started to realize that wasn't true, that my gifts just spoke to me in a different way, that's when things really opened up. And I would share with people that your journey is your specific journey for a reason. And it's not always going to look like someone else's. And that's kind of the point. So yes, you can, you know, maybe relate to some of the things that Tiffany and I are saying, or that they've heard from you on the podcast, Laura, but until they embody it and experience it themselves and truly believe that they can do this, you're never going to step into your gifts. And everyone is intuitive. Everyone has these gifts. You just have to hone how they speak to you, whether you get chills over your body, you have a a knowing, you have your dreams come true. Like there's all these different ways. I see signs in nature all the time. And so opening yourself up to that is really the first step. And yes, it can be really scary to not understand and to not know, but I've truly found that the more that you surrender and the more that you trust, the more that belief just solidifies to the point where you know it to be true. And, you know, sometimes you can't explain why and sometimes you can, but if you've started to get those little nudges, those little inklings, you know, follow them and see where they lead and know that you're not alone on this journey, but that your experiences and your gifts are unique to you for a reason. I love that. Thank you so much for that, Victoria. Now, I was wondering to help wrap up this amazing interview. If Victoria, because I think you have the cards there with you, if you would be willing to do a, a timeless reading for the collective, for the time that the listener listens to this. Absolutely. I'm going to shuffle the cards right now, calling all our guides and angels to deliver us the message for the highest good of all, the highest good of the collective. I am love. I am love. I am love. I am light. I am light. I am light. Ooh, dance with grace. I love this card. This is just a reminder to honestly do what I was just talking about, to dance with life and to really let yourself go there. So Dance with Grace to me is about letting yourself be really free and playful. Life is meant to be playful. So how can you bring more joy into your everyday so that your everyday becomes a dance with life, a co-creation with life? You are co-creating every single second of every single day with the universe and you get to choose the life that you live here on earth in this lifetime. Are you choosing joy? Are you choosing love or are you choosing fear and your comfort zone? And this card really reminds you that when you dance with grace and you dance with life, it's going to dance with you. 
So I would say that the collective choose joy and choose love and watch how the universe responds. As Tiffany mentioned earlier, we're all walking miracles. Our, our lives are miracles. And so lean into those miracles after you listen to this message. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Was there anything that you wanted to add to that? I mean, that was pretty well said. I agree. (laughs) I mean, no, I totally agree. I feel like it is about co-creating every second, every moment. Um, When you dance with grace, it's really about being in the now, right? Like there is no second ago. There is no tomorrow. It's all right now. So why not dance with grace? Not Why not experience this very moment? with that dance, with that beauty, with that creation of life right now in this moment. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you to the message. And thank you, ladies, for your time today and taking time out of your busy schedules. I really do appreciate you both. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. was another episode of a guided life podcast thank you so much for tuning in and until next time love and light always Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.